Okay, so this is like my first little yay! <laughs> I have my sweet man who just gives me special presents. And he loves yeah. me. What? And presents? he made me a present. He made me a new button on my phone. <laughs> He's what? so genius. I just, I, I feel like I'm in Charlie Brown and I'm like that lady that like lays on the piano when her Linus is like playing the piano. And he's like my Linus and I'm like, it's Lucy, it's just the best. I'm like, oh, play some more. <laughs> so basically, I was stressed. I was not stressed. Kind of stressed. Yeah, I was stressed. So I was trying to do my recording thing. And I realized that my app had changed, like, the one that I usually record on. And it was like, oh, it only gives me five-minute blips at a time. But I have this, like, 60-minute story to be talking about right now. So I'm, like, frustrated that I have to interrupt my story, like, ten times amongst... No, like, more than ten times. Like, 20 times amongst my whole story. But now... I can just record. It's already been a minute, and I don't have just four more minutes to talk. I've got, like, as much time as I want to. Oh, yeah. And so he just blessed me. So I can totally do that. Okay, so basically, what I was saying is, like, I was feeling so tizzied out this morning. I was just, like, fed up with life because I was just, like, frustrated. I was frustrated about so many things. I could go into it, but I don't want to because I want to be like Joseph Smith. I want to see these plates. And I don't want to just, like, step into the place of, oh, well, I'm just going to use these plates and, like, make money off of it and and make my family rich, right? It's like, no, I need to take these plates and I need to do exactly what the angel just told me to do. I need to take them and hide them in my house, you know? Or I need to be like Joseph Smith when he went into the woods and he's like, oh, I'm hiding the plates there, so I need to go pick them up and bring them to another safe place. And on the way, he had three guys try, like, individually at different times try to attack him. And I just feel like that's like me. It's like I have these constant attackers in my head of like Satan's influence where he wants me to be miserable like him. So he's trying to take me out. He's trying to take me out the same way that he was trying to take out Joseph Smith. And the same way that he put darkness all around Joseph Smith before he was praying, right? Like he's trying to take me out. And I'm like, whatever. Like I am just going to be in my own little shielding space. I'm going to grow my intention in my little seed and allow for my tree to grow and become my shield. And then I'm going to have Jesus Christ on the outside of my tree fort that I have created. And he's going to have his hands out and he's going to be absorbing every fiery dart that's trying to hit me right now. Because I'm just trying to hold on to this iron rod. I don't want to hear the people from the Great and Spacious Building. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I don't want that path. They say it's easy, and it's because it is. It's easy to choose the path of Satan. You know, it started at the beginning of the world when when Heavenly Father said, oh, I have this plan that I want to do, and then Satan's like, oh, well, I'll do it, and then I'll give all the glory to me because I was the one that thought of it. And then Satan's, and then Jesus like, well, actually, no, I'll do it, and I'll give all the glory to thee, right? And it's like that is the whole plan. It's like we Joseph Smith found the plates. So he could make something so that people could see his good works and glorify his father, which is in heaven. It's the same thing with me. My whole life's purpose is so that I may do good so others may see my good works and glorify my father, which is in heaven. And I feel like 
so often Satan is trying to thwart that plan. And he's like, well, actually, no, you don't actually have to do that. Actually, you could actually just do everything opposite of that and it'll just all be fine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not true. It's just not true. You know, I have people around me that are submitting into that deception. They are choosing to follow his ways. And I'm like, no, it's not my path, right? It's just not. It's like constantly I have to say no thanks. I love this drink that I'm having, by the way. It's just lovely. Like, one of the best things that I saw on my on Facebook yesterday was I was scrolling through. Like, I really hate Facebook a lot of the time. I just hate it. It's just like this weird space where people just have full audacity to just share so many, so many bad things usually. But I really love this one little picture that my friend shared. She's like, it was like something like, I don't have to, like, people are becoming like experts in being able to like make these things or do a, a do it yourself this or, you know, like growing in all these areas. But like, girl, you just got to go and pick up your scriptures, right? Like, that's just like, it was just so simple and so beautiful. I was like, sweet. Like, I just love the power in doing that in holding on to the iron rod in following Jesus Christ, my savior, in finding some scriptures that are just for me in taking the time to get my Christ, preach my gospel, Christ-like attributes thing. So I can just be like aware of like what it is that is for me to do in this Christ-like attributes journey. And just like do it, right? It's like, I just am so grateful to be in this place, to be like really frustrated and struggling with life. And yet I can somehow, just like Joseph Smith, I'm sure he had so many things in his life that were a weakness to him or things that he was just like, me? Of all people you want me, a 14-year-old boy, to, to do what, right? Like, I kind of feel that way. I'm like, me? This like little girl in this whole plan of salvation, you want me to do what? It's like, thankfully, I, I don't have a vision of like exactly what it is that is for me to do yet. But I do have a very clear vision that of my, what my work is. Like my work is to let my light so shine so that others may see my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. And like that is my focus this year. Like every year I have a different focus in the last five years or so. Like one year I focused on joy. Another year I focused on shine. Another year I focused on becoming and like feeling the spirit and another year it was like just focusing on the word Mary and like what does that actually mean to like put the Savior first and making it a priority to be at his feet and to like really take the time to learn from him and really become this person that's like prepared to just drop everything and just focus on the Savior right and, and I was like, yeah, like, and as I journeyed through that year, it was like, oh, hey, like, I'm actually learning a lot. Like, I thought this was all about going to be about submissiveness and just serve, serve, serve. Like, 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 there's that scripture that says something like, um, like, serve, like, something about like serving others and you will find yourself kind of thing. And that's kind of what I thought it was going to be, but, but actually it did kind of turn into that because I kind of started off thinking, oh, this is going to be about service. This is going to be about like just going and helping, right? And then as I was on that journey, I feel I found very quickly and clearly at the beginning that I was like, well, actually, if I'm really going to do a good job of this, I have to be honest with this perspective that actually in order to do that, I need to follow the proper hierarchy of, of 
relationships, basically. Like, I need to have a solid relationship with Heavenly Father, a solid relationship with myself, a solid relationship with my spouse, a solid relationship with my children, and then go out and have, like, public victories, right? And I'm just like, man, that's what it's about. So it's like, yeah, like, I'm developing my solid relationship with Heavenly Father. Like, I'm praying. I'm, I'm trying to take time in the scriptures. I'm trying to, like... You know, do that. And then, and I feel like a major focus of that, that becoming this Mary kind of person was very much focused on this perspective of, oh, hey, like, what if I were to really value myself the way Heavenly Father actually values me? You know, what if I were to actually see myself point on point with exactly the same vision and goggles that, that is Heavenly Goggle Vision, right? And I was like, as I took the time to really enter into different um, realms of knowledge that really helped me understand that on a, on a really deep level, it really helped me settle into myself in a way whereas before it was like constant insecurity, constant like tizzied out, like constant disruptions and like disorientation and chaos. Whereas once I started submitting into that, it was like I was starting to develop the foundational bricks for actually living a life where I feel good inside. Like, and I'm doing things that are purposeful to enable me to continue to feel good inside, right? And so that, like, I will allow for that inner beauty to shine out. So that's been really cool to just kind of submit into that. Um, and in my journey of, like, drawing closer to Heavenly Father, which has been amazing, right? Like, I've been reading these parenting books that have really helped me as I've, like, turned towards reading these books as if it's, like, this is my manual for getting to know God kind of thing, you know? Like, and getting to know how, what if what if he's trying to parent me in these ways? And how can I be a good daughter in this plan of him trying to parent me, right? And then, so as I've been doing that, it's been helping me in my context of, of being with my children and, and trying to have that, that acute kind of alert, kind of like razor sharp awareness to then take action in, 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 in small moments to just make things better, right? And, and to, to take the time to develop an ability to behold them. So that's part of what I've been working on. And then amongst this whole journey, it, it became aware that it was like, oh, we're, our marriage is good, 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 good. And then it, it just got to this point where it's like, okay, there's this like big disruption of like where it can lead if it continues in this path and where we want it to go, right? Like the, as a joint partnership, this is actually where we want it to go. So then we started getting some coaching from a friend um, who has taken the whole marriage course, marriage degree stuff. And this is her jam to do like marriage therapy type of stuff. Um, but also like we're just taking the course that she, she teaches people so that people can become empowered to be almost like their own family therapist, like marriage therapist people like within their couple, like to develop self-reliance in those principles that will be able to help them build a strong friendship, uh, which will then continue into a stronger marriage kind of thing. So that's been beautiful. Like, absolutely beautiful. And so as I'm on this beautiful journey, it's like I just have to be honest with myself, right? It's like I woke up a little bit, like, you know, it was okay. Like, I woke up and I started writing, and that was good. And then I, and then all the influx of people came into my life, which, you know, like, I want to be more like Jesus Christ. In the way when he came down and visited all the Nephites, he was totally in this place of like, oh, Blessed, like, let's bring all the children. Like, everybody gather. Everybody come so I can bless all of you, right? And it's like, man, what if I could have a similar 
eagerness to want to bless all the little children, right? I'm like, ah, so often I feel like I'm pushing back where it's like, no, one at a time, get in line. Like I, I can't handle all at once kind of thing. It's just like so much pressure for me. Whereas I just want to be like way more believing that Heavenly Father's love is enough, right? Even like even if I'm not one-on-one talking with an individual, just being in the same room as an individual and knowing that I have the opportunity to bless them with my acceptance of them as an individual, with my willingness to want to be with them, with my willingness to want to help them in any way possible anyways, even if it's not in the way that, that I would want to in that exact second, right? To believe that maybe... Maybe it's possible, right? Maybe it's possible that Heavenly Father's love extends that far. Maybe it's possible that I can borrow a little bit of, of Christ-like love, pure love of Christ, in those moments to just be like, I can't love every single person in the way that I, I can conceive is what they need right now. But please, in my pleading and my prayers, could the could could they please be blessed and comforted even if I'm not the exact person holding their hand right now, the exact person holding them and embracing them or like the exact person engaging in a conversation with them right now? And so that's like what I'm transitioning into as well as this whole mentality of like, yeah, like it's become very clear to me that, you know, all of this is for a greater good, right? It's like, why do I need to be developing a strong relationship with my Heavenly Father? Why do I need to develop a strong relationship with myself and with my spouse, with my children, and having a, a good hierarchy knowledge of then reaching out to public victories, of, of being able to serve the community and minister to them after all of those? It's like, currently, the clarity is coming that like in a similar way that I needed to have a razor sharp focus on helping um, a family member in my past, like in my mother who had a mental illness and, and just pray about how I could be helpful in those situations that the notion came just focus this year on developing a stronger relationship with them. Take the time to be at home. Don't move away and just focus on spending more time with them. And it's like, I feel like a similar draw, a similar pull to be spending time with this one specific person in my family to just block out, not block out everything, but like to, to do everything and anything possible to spend more time with them and to be even more observant, even more attentive, even more razor sharp in my awareness of what I am learning in my relationship with them and who Heavenly Father sees them as they actually are and like, and being... Um, being this person that is ready to actually act on the things that I'm learning about that relationship, right? And and being um, willing to listen to the spirit that's teaching me and instructing me about what I can do as, as a stalwart mother of this child, right? Like, I hope that I will be aware of the stewardship that I have over this child and I just... Hopefully I can get the priesthood blessings I need. Hopefully I can get, I can, I can carve out the time that I need to just study to make sure that I can be pondering and, and really making it a priority. And thankfully I can, you know, maybe that's why some of my children are just that much more curious about different technologies that we have access to, right? And that, so I can spend the time to really study and learn and ponder and observe and take the time to just build this resource for myself to know what is my handbook, what is my manual to work with 
to then be able to bless this child's life in a way that is very specific to them, right? Like it, it really does hit me, hit home to me. This whole perspective from this one book that talks all about like the difference between what happens with orchid children and dandelion children, right? Like clearly this child that I'm working with is my orchid child out of everybody. They are the orchid child, the, the typical orchid child where it's like they, they have two paths basically that, that root from their upbringings, right? Like they can either have had a, a really solid upbringing where their development was like honored and supported along the way to the point where they could become the innovator, the inventor, the leader that they, they needed to become, right? Or, you know, like they had an upbringing that was not supportive and destructive and whatever to the point where then they, it led into a life of like destruction for like, and, and their life was not a leadership of light. It was a leadership of darkness, right? So it's like, yeah, I want to be way more attentive. I want to be way more submissive, humble, and willing to submit to Heavenly Father's words and his counsel so that I can be a person that can have any level of influence in supporting the, the appropriate development of, of the individual needs of this child because I'm recognizing that they have special needs, not in the way that everybody talks about special needs. You know, like when people usually use the word special needs, they kind of almost use it in a derogatory term of like, oh, they are special needs, right? No, but when I use the term special needs, I'm actually saying they're gifted. They actually have a beautiful gift within them. And I felt it ever since I was praying when I was a younger mother when they were just born and they were like around the age that they were already toddling. So they were walking around. I was praying in a room by myself and I was struggling, struggling, struggling and crying, crying, crying. And then this something opens the door and I just notice as I'm praying that this, this deep hand, this weight of this special angel person put their hand on my back. And I literally felt like it was an angel. I was like, holy smokes, that's like an adult hand. That's like, a, that's like the weight of, of an angel that is just here to support me right now. And, and when I opened my eyes, I realized it was my baby that was toddling around. And I could just feel in that moment of connection, I was like, no, this is, this is special. All of this struggle, all of this, I don't even know what it is. All of it is happening because I don't even know what the because is. But I, all I know at this point moving forward is like it's for a greater purpose that I can't conceive. I don't understand, but I know that this child is very special. This very special child that is gifted, you know, to the point where I try to go on a trip with my husband for a few days. And any other child, you just leave them and they just kind of play. And then they, they come back and they visit with us and, and we're, all, we're all fine. We, we do the thing and we're done. Whereas this child, literally, by the third day that we were trying to get them, like, by the time we went to pick them up, they were limp. And they looked like they were going to die. Like, it was just like this moment of like, oh goodness, like what has ha just happened? Like whether it was like, I don't know if they, they were hurt during the time we were gone, but, but it just came clear that they were almost losing their will to live because they were not with their parents. They weren't with their people that they felt safe with. And they were just like, they were just deteriorating from the, from their spirit to the physical. And like, if, if I was gone for any more minutes, I'm sure they would have passed out and they would have just died from unknown causes, right? But thankfully, we, we came at the right time to carry this child out and nurse them and be with them and just like bring them back into a place of whatever order that we were already at 
at that point, even though it was really still not a very orderly kind of lifestyle. Like, you know, we were living in a basement suite at the time. And most of the time during that upbringing, I only ever spent time with that child when I was nursing them because I was always in this mindset of, oh, I need to help all the other kids too. And I have so much to do. Whereas like all the only time I ever spent with them was nursing them. Any other time they were either crying by themselves or they were like held by my mom or, you know, being held by somebody else. But I just never committed time to spend time with them. And that was one of the big things that I noticed this week when I, when I had this timeout experience with that child and they were crying outside the door and I had the door closed and we were just crying for a straight 15 minutes on two sides of the door. And, and it got to a point where I was like, I need to re-engage. It's time for me to re-engage, and yet I have nothing to give. I have nothing, to, no ideas, nothing. But it just came clear. It's like, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be present right now. It's your job to be present right now. And so as I opened the door, you know, I could have been mad. I could have screamed. I could have flooded. I could have um, argued. I could have confronted. I could have lectured. But the thing that came to mind with me letting go of perfection and embracing presence was like, hey, I'm going to pick you up and we're just going to hold each other. I'm going to hold you like a baby. And I didn't say it, but I just did it. You know, it was all in my head, like my in, inner in, inner voice talk. And I just held him and he sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I cried and cried and cried. And we just had a big sob fest together. And I just like, I was just clearer in that moment. I was like, I realized that there's so much that you look for that we don't have, that we don't have access to, or we just don't know how to give you. But the only thing we actually have is each other. So we're just going to hold on to each other right now because that is all we have. That is the only thing we have. And, and so it was just like a very humbling moment when we did that. And then it came to a point where I, I realized I was like, you know what? This is a painful experience. It's just painful. There's nothing around it. It's just painful to be going through times where we don't have any bright futures. We just don't have any vision about anything. And it's just dark. And it's like, I, I realized that there's somebody in our life, like a grandparent type of person that was like, hey, this is a person that knows what it's like to go through pain and to feel like there's endless days of, of pain. And you just never know when the bright future is going to come where you're painless, right? What if we could just call them and just talk to them for a little bit? And so we just called them and, and he talked and it was just this wonderful moment where he just like took the time to just talk with us. You know, like it wasn't anything miraculous about like something that he said or anything like that was like this like really riveting story that, that really was like this great advice lesson thing. But it was just time. It was just taking the time to be in the same space together, talking, sharing stories, laughing a little bit. And, and I could see him loosening up. I could see his blossoming coming out where he was asking questions and he's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it was just like, this is who he actually is. He is the most himself when he talks with his grandparents. He's the most himself when he gets to be with people that he feels like they, they are willing to take the time with him, right? Not rush with him, not none of this, but like really be attentive and present with him. And I'm like, man, I want to, I want to become that person. I'm like actually in a place in my life where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this now. I'm ready to nurse my baby. And not just nurse them, but like actually like help them develop and nourish them and, and be attentive and, and have space in my mind and my heart and my whole being to figure out what else I could do to be even more mindful of them. Because I feel like I've missed so many years of attaching with them. Thankfully, it's only been six now, right? So it's like, okay, 
We can do this. Like we have, I can, I can access the power of God, the power of, of Christ, and we can do this together. We can do anything together. So I'm really grateful that I'm actually stepping into that zone now. I'm thankful to have a clear action step of getting some scriptures, getting some Christ-like attributes, having some like um, a routine of getting priesthood blessings about this topic, as well as taking the time to study in these books that will help me to have even more awareness of what I can do to be even more um, a, just a good steward, a good mother to this child that, that needs me, actually needs me. And I'm not sure exactly what it is that I need to give them yet or whatever, but I'm just going to take the little steps that I can know of right now that can be of some use, right? In the same way that I really didn't know how I was going to help my mom in those past years. I didn't feel like there was anything I could give her because she was elder to me, so I just didn't really see it. But I knew that I could be present. I knew that I could study my own scriptures in my own time, so I could be even more present. I knew that any other time that I wasn't with her, I could at least be developing myself so that I was doing a proper job of self-care so that when I was with her, it was it was just gravy and I was fine to take the time to just be with her in the darkness that she experienced and 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 to be willing to be there and and to allow for Christ's love to help pull her out you know in the moments when she was able to get the medications that she needed for for example and she was willing to submit to that because of the constant like nurture and support that she was feeling in her daily life and it's like i wonder to myself where this is going i don't know where it's going but all i do know is like i have love to give because i know that I love Heavenly Father and He loves me and He will give me all that He can lend me to be able to do a good job with this. In the same way that He lended strength to Jesus Christ when He was called to go and bless all the little children in this Nephite country, right? Like, I don't know how many little children that was, like thousands? <laughs> and He just took the time, right? I'm like, yeah, if Jesus Christ could access Heavenly Father's love to do that, I can access love too. And so it's like, I might have all of the, the odds against me in the same way that Joseph Smith might have felt like all the odds were against him to do anything to do with helping keep the plates in, in a good spot or, or being able to then uh, translate plates. Like I kind of have a sense, a little bit, I kind of have a sense he was maybe type one-ish in a similar way that I am, where I'm super flighty, just love to have fun. And just like, that's my jam, right? And then you're just like, wait, you're calling me? Like the person that doesn't know a lot, isn't like a, a, a hardcore guru intellectual person, and you're calling me this person that is like has a hard time like keeping track of my glasses and my keys and, and all of these things, and you're calling me to be the one to like take care of these like these these historical like amazing things like and that's what I feel like with like the family history I'm I'm being entrusted with too. I'm like, oh my goodness, me. Like, I'm the one that's being asked to, like, take care of these plates. It's like, oh, right? Uh, but at the same time, it's like, no, I can borrow strength from Heavenly Father. I can borrow strength from Jesus Christ. I can, I can follow his example. I can do the things that are going to help me to develop myself physically, spiritually, intellectually, socially, and, like, just call it, call it good, you know? Like, and, and, and do the little things that are going to make the most difference to strengthen our ceiling, to allow for our relationships to be the most harmonious, the most beautiful, the most, you know, taking every opportunity to lead to more smooches and more hugs and more more eye-to-eye -eye connections and more holding on to my kids and beholding them, right? And so I'm just like, dude, 
Like, I, I have nothing to lose. I want to live with no regrets. And this is like what it's going to look like. Like glorifying God with no regrets, right? That's kind of like the, the add-on that I feel like this is about. So I'm really grateful for that.